following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Make way for one of America's favorite characters. Can one tiny reindeer save the day on a stormy Christmas Eve? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Tuesday at eight, seven Central and Mountain. Welcome to the Nostalgia Holiday House. I'm Santa, he's Andrew, and here's Johnny. I've always wanted to do that. I mean, Santa's always wanted to do that to introduce me. Uh, Welcome to the Nostalgia Holiday House. I'm Johnny here with uh, one of my bestest pals, Andrew, over there. And we are excited. Well, at least I am. I'm, I can't wait to hear what Andrew. Th- I don't think I know about your love or not love of this particular thing we're about to discuss today. It's a it's a yearly tradition for me to watch this. Ever since I was a little kid, uh, watching it with my parents. We're talking the classic Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Andrew. Yes, and as a kid, I love this. And then, once again, if you listen to the Retroactive Sports Podcast, Johnny pointed something out to me and completely ruined it. But we will get we will get into that. Yes, yes. I have a long story uh, tradition of when I was a kid, I didn't notice this either until it was when I was an adult. Because again, I've literally watched this every year. Good lord, it's got to be thirty years now. I would assume even more than that, probably since I'm forty now. Uh, never miss it but as you get older you just notice the little things of like just how much of a dick santa claus is in this and it makes me so mad because i'm such a santa claus fan hashtag not my santa uh, is what this one is for me if you listen to where johnny i put johnny through the torture chamber of ranking santa claus without knowing which santa claus were on the list and which one was going to pop up he uh he shared his feelings about this, but like we said, we are talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Deer. Jeez, can't even talk. Reindeer. Dame deer. <laughs> Dame rear. <laughs> and this is the Rankin, Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer TV special. As I'm trying to look this up on YouTube, I didn't realize how many Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer there were. And we yes. have one. 
Thanks to our friend Matt over at Eat Sleep List. He and the panel discussion. Um, he pointed out that there is a version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer with commercials, but I thought it was like a flowing thing, but it's jam packed with commercials. Yeah, somebody went back and added more commercials than ever there would be in yeah. the original broadcast. The original broadcast, even with commercials, was an hour. And this thing is double that. Uh, just a quick thing on Rudolph, the actual story behind Rudolph. Um, go listen. I think you can still find episodes of Retro Pop where we covered, where me and Matt covered this. Uh, but he was, but he was created by Robert L. May. Uh, basically, back in the, I think it was the 30s or the 40s. Uh, it was a uh, 1939. Uh, the big stores back then would want to have like these things that could give the kids during Christmas time to kind of get them in to the store. So they're like, they went to this guy and they're like, hey, we need something. And this is for Montgomery Ward. Ooh, uh, that's for one name. of the, yeah, that department store. And he's like, okay, we need you to do this. So he goes, all right. So Rudolph was created by May. who wasn't having a great time in his life, by the way. He just lost his wife, sadly. Uh, but he comes up with Rudolph. And I think it's originally a coloring book, even. Like the first thing he's ever is, is a coloring book story. And that's what they're giving away to kids for that uh and then but later on obviously he becomes a, uh, adapted and more popular as a storybook later on that's when he really catches on and uh this is also one of the nicest stories in a way because uh, montgomery ward who owned rudolph uh, would end up later on giving all the rights back to may because they a they knew he needed it uh, he was not well off and that really helped him quite a lot uh so uh that's it's actually a pretty nice story. But after that, he uh, Rudolph gets adopted a lot in a lot of different... Uh, the original story of Rudolph is different from this very famous song. Um, the song, there's some changes in it. Like, I think in the original Rudolph, you never know who his dad is uh, in the original Rudolph. And there's a lot of little differences here. And we're gonna, I'm going to talk about also, as we go through the, the Rankin-Bass special, some of the things that uh, were really fun little tidbits that I know. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of a little crash course into the into the background of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, sort of, uh, I would dare say he's got to be right up there as like just under Santa Claus as like a popular holiday figure. Don't you think? Like he's up there. I bet every yeah. kid... Uh, to every kid, despite the fact that this special came out in the 60s, uh, I think is well aware of who Rudolph is and has probably seen it. Yeah, this is definitely a timeless classic every year watch. And I forgot how long this is. And this should have been like 30 minutes. And the <laughs> fact that if you do watch it without the commercials loaded into it. It's about 45-ish, I think, without yeah, commercials. This should have been like 30 minutes. It gets way too crazy. Way, way too. There's a lot of things in this. That I I'm going to point out as we're going on. I thought there was two different things. I didn't realize there was one part of this that was still matched up with it. I thought it was two completely different things. So I'll get into yeah. that. But, but the first character <laughs> we meet is Sam the Snowman. Who's narrating as Sam? It's a big name. That's a, been a staple. 
that started as a staple that in the mailman guy whatever oh yeah i don't know his name sorry mailman guy even though you're not real but you're still real to me damn it (laughs) uh but burl ives is sam the snowman and he also is the one who will sing most of the, a lot of the songs. I forget how many songs are. I always forget how many songs is actually in this thing. There's a lot of music in this. Thing. I could have done without the song. There should have been one song. Rudolph. And I would also allow silver and gold. I'll allow those two. Okay. But the other ones are not hot. Santa. I mean, I kind of like the misfit the, song. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, the Not Santa singing that he's the dingling man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <don't like> that. <laughs> We didn't need that. No, I'm like, is he is he saying that? I was like, was doing the real Christmas thing with this too. I was like wrapping a couple of presents, and I'm watching this, and I think I almost cut off my finger because the minute he started singing, "I'm the Dingaling Man" or "Ring a Ding Man" or whatever, I was like, before like the line before even does that, I wish I'd written this down. Was something to the effect of uh, talking about his jingle bells and the deer. I can't remember exactly what it was. The song is called "Jingle Jingle Jingle." Yes, but it just somebody is. Uh, oh, first of all, let's not let's not forget to mention this. And all of the Santa Claus lore, I never once realized that the Claus family lived in a castle. Oh my god! Yeah, the the castle, the thrones that he has going on. Yeah, I gotta. Mrs. Claus is great, by the way. Let's not forget that she's actually really awesome. That's probably the only character that's like on par. Like I understand, so like kind of getting into a getting into it where we all know rudolph gets bullied i understand you gotta like bully it up and make it seem like that yeah but i feel at some points this was like way over the top like they were like yeah like especially when you boil down especially when you boil down why he's being bullied uh, why even santa is kind of being a a jerk to him if you boil it down to him and i'm and i'm going to get that to I that swear but Vince mcmahon wrote this he probably did. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, uh, one of my first notes though is I did watch some of the commercials. I ended up fast forwarding through a lot of them though because it was two hours and I just couldn't do it. I, uh, but one of my first comments is about uh, is that I really do miss Kmart. Yes, I miss Kmart and I love the Johnny Cash Lionel train commercial. Yes, I wrote that down. Yeah, the Johnny Cash. My uh, other one was here. You want Johnny do Cash a- toy train com- uh, toy train commercial? Ten out of ten. Let's do a commercial. Yeah. Okay. Let's do um, that. All right. The classic cinnamon toast crunch commercial where loved it with, not, with the with the chef guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. we needed that. Um, I love the ET commercial. Me too. Yes, I said. Uh, where's my note? Oh, the ET Atari game commercial is like a million times better than the actual game. Yes, <laughs> and the one that got me is you ever watch like some of these old commercials, and you kind of forget about it, and the minute you watch it, it's just like zaps you back to a place like ego yep. and ratatouille like you just automatically and i have no idea why is the mcdonald's commercial with ronald skating yes it just yes. brought me to like such like this nice joyous place like i'm just like this five-year-old kid again waiting for christmas to come you and know what got me also excited was there was a hardy's commercial oh you, I forgot where you could get with a purchase of a combo for a dollar ninety nine more, you could get a Disney character uh, for the holidays. Like Mickey was one of them, uh, but the one I wanted was Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> Out of this, I because I remember McDonald's doing it with Muppet Babies. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 But that McDonald's commercial with him skating, I have no idea why. There are so many great commercials. Like, there's just so many to Nintendo, Atari 2600, Kmart. Hills even had one. Hills got me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, this is the thing, too. I mean, I know that these were purposely picked and crammed in for the thing we, we watched. But there really was a time, and I don't think it's so much now, where during every commercial break, you're going to encounter like three out of the five commercials are going to be holiday themed. I'd love, I'd love the gift certificate too. Like, yes, there was a, there was a different ones. The McDonald's had a gift certificate one. Yeah. Where it wasn't like a card. Like they were like, here's your gift certificate book. Here's, you got to put your name on there. And I just was like, I remember getting mall gift certificates. Like my grandmother got older. She go to the mall, get you the mall gift certificate, and it was good for anywhere in the mall. And it was, yep. that was awesome. But it wasn't a card. You didn't have to slide it. You just had a gift certificate, and they would give you cash back for it, or they would write on the back and say, okay, this amount is gone. And then you could just go to the next store. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So cool. But yeah, my favorite commercial, though, was obviously the Johnny Cash one. I knew you were gonna you were gonna pop hard for that one. I really did, big time, big time. Uh, I got a question for you though. This opens up one of the first things you really see when you meet Rudolph is he's just born, basically. And I have a thing here. I think out of all of these characters, one of them actually has a great arc to them in this show in this special, and that's Rudolph's dad. Because Donner starts out where he's like, he's not ashamed of his son, but he's like, you got to hide that nose, right? He's very much like, you can't be who you are. It's way more about self-respect. He has that line. Yeah. But as it goes on and his son is missing, and the famous line about it being man's work, but we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. But but I will oh, say, you're a female. Like he, but he, <laughs> but you, that's when you actually see that he actually does love his son, yeah. right? And like the and then he's like I got I gotta go find him. So I thought that was actually a nice arc there, where uh, where I think Donner kind of turns into a good dad. He may start off a little rocky, but at least he gets there. Yeah, because he's like, hey, let's cover this up. And then when they get older, that's when he goes out and he does the reindeer games. And they never say how old he is, but they're like pushing. Like he needs to find himself. Like. A partner like a a, a, oh, a doe yeah a, a doe like you're gonna go find one and fire a good old fireball there i don't know what happened to you fireball maybe you like met- also how does fireball get off making fun of rudolph for when for his like with the name thing your name's fireball yeah so that, i don't we don't know what happened to him so that's the other thing too so they're doing the reindeer games and they're like hey learn how to fly the one reindeer doesn't even get off the ground like yeah. the one of the younger ones doesn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, this didn't make sense to me. Then all of a sudden, uh, what's her name? Clary. That's Clarice. Clarice. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> Clarice kisses Rudolph and he flies on yeah. his very She thinks he's cute. Top. Yeah. And she's like, and then that's when the nose falls off and they're like, oh, you flew, man, but guess what? You got a weird nose. Yeah, they, so they established be- early on that not only is Rudolph incredibly intelligent right out of the womb, basically, yeah. like he can already speak immediately. 
He's also the most natural right off the bat flyer of all the reindeer. But because his freaking nose just happens to glow every once in a while, he's useless. That was the same thing with Santa. Santa, it was his first kind of uh, jerk moment where he's like, oh, that nose is red. They got to get rid of that nose. Yes. Be, oh, I can't even, I can't be even be seen around you. Donner, you better do something about this. Like, yeah, there's going to look. How does son has a red nose? How does a glowing, let's just, just practical. Let's just be practical here. How does him having a glowing red nose in any way prevent him from being on the sled team? No idea. No clue. Because no it does it at all. Whatsoever. The other thing I was going to bring up too, because we also meet um uh right before the reindeer games, we meet uh I keep wanting to call him Herbie, but it's Hermie, Hermie. the elf. Yeah. Uh and I have a I'm gonna propose this to you. Uh we know it's established that Santa Claus in this world is a complete uh D bag, right? He's a jerk. Oh I think the real reason. That they tried to keep that poor elf from becoming a dentist is because the elves have terrible insurance. I think so. And Santa is never going to cover dental. Never. Or maybe because he knows that Herbie might strike out on his own practice. Because I'm pretty sure there's probably like an on-site dentist. Oh, yeah. We don't know that. That could yeah. be true. Yeah. I also just found out that... Uh, the guy that voiced Hermie also voiced Peter Parker in the Spider-Man cartoons on television. There we go. But yeah, that, that was, that's my other thinking too, as well is that, uh, maybe he doesn't want Herbie to strike out on his own practice. You know, then I mean, there can't, I didn't really, then you got to wait for another elf to come in because that's kind of a niche thing. That's like being, like an underwater welder, I would imagine. You know, yeah, there's not a not... lot of elf dentists out there. Yeah. So you would think there would be like a need for him, really, at the end of the day. But I don't think Santa wants to do it because then Hermie could just do what he wants. Yeah. I think also, Santa likes to keep people underneath his thumb. Santa is very much a control freak. It's very <laughs> obvious here. I'm, I'm going to I put it out there. He's Vince McMahon. Yeah. This whole entire thing. I mean, even in the scene where the elves are singing to him. They made a song specifically for him and he oh. could not care less. Nope. Uh, also in that scene, uh, I thought it was really funny. There's a scene where they kind of go back and forth over the different elves and they're doing goofy things that they're singing. You know, they're pretty clumsy overall. Yeah. But there's one scene where these two elves are next to each other and singing and the one keeps turning his head and he keeps like hitting the other elf and he grabs scissors. And for a second there, I thought he was going to cut off his ear. <laughs> But he doesn't. He cuts off but like it, a, a, a bow. Is that not a Vince McMahon trait? Because he didn't come up with the idea for that song. It was no good, and he cannot put it over. Yeah. Oh, also, by the way, the head elf is also a jerk. There, this is probably the most jerkville thing. If your name is not Hermie or Rudolph or what, Clarice, and then Rudolph's mom, everyone is a jerk to them. Well, no, I would also say... Um, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy who's always looking for gold. Uh, oh, Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, Yukon, Yukon. Yeah, him also is not a jerk. He like he accepts those two right yeah. away when he meets them. Uh, so he's actually one of I the good ones too. Yukon Cornelius. Oh, we'll get to it. I can't wait to hear what it is. Yeah, we'll we'll wait until uh, they're in the thing. But they they leave because they're like, hey, nobody likes us. Hermes like, yeah. we don't. We're just a couple of misfits. <laughs> yeah. 
gotta sing about it. I think that's the rules. But <laughs> that's song number four. We're a couple of misfits. Yeah, we're only like twenty minutes in. Just for the record, uh, is well. Uh, thankfully, these songs are really short, though. But that is where, when they strike out, they meet the uh, Yukon Cornelius. Oh, and also during this time, we're getting the the abominable. Yeah, from time to time, the well, main the only bad thing guy I can is... see with Rudolph's nose is that they were like, "Hey, cover up that nose." The abominable snowman's gonna. Yeah, see. but that makes sense. Snowman. Like, like, yeah. I mean, that makes sense though. Like, that's a that's a practical reason. Did he, Why, hey, we need you to cover his nose up. Did he have nipples? I have a feeling I saw something. Can you milk him? I have nipples, Greg. I thought I saw something there. Like as a, I'm like, wait a minute. He made this. Uh, now I gotta look. I gotta look up the abominables if he's got nipples. Yeah. I thought I'd be doing this today, but here we are. <laughs> oh, okay. No, unless they redid it. No, but he does have a like he does have nice pecs though. Oh yeah. See, that's why maybe Santa would have liked him because Santa's just like Vince McMahon. Yes. He's a body guy. <laughs> but this is where they land into the island of misfits toys. I know there's a lot to unpack with this island of misfit toys. The train with square wheels. The train with square wheels out of all those is the one that's the most misfit. Uh Charlie in the box. Well, what about yeah. the boat that doesn't float? So I what like, about the bird that swims? That's pretty actually neat, you ask me. I do like the pink ele- the elephant with pink polka dots. I don't see a problem with that one. I don't either. Uh also Charlie in the box is just his name. Who cares? Uh also yeah. Uh, what did that? There's a big. Uh, do you, do you look this up? There's just big. Uh, uh, theory theories that go around about that doll. Like, why is she one of the misfit toys? It's like a lot of. Yeah, like it's just a random doll. Yeah, yeah, but what is she? Why is she there? Oh, geez. Okay, Johnny. Why is she there? I think she's a. I guess the first Chucky. Oh, okay. I thought we were going somewhere else, but. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that this is a Christmas special. <laughs> huh? Is that what they call it nowadays? Oh, <laughs> oh man! The point is, I yeah. I was uh, you know we were all kids. I think we would have been happy with any of those toys if we're being honest. I would have even even if I had a toy with uh, a train with square wheels, I'd still play with that thing. That's where they also meet the, the winged lion, King Moonraiser. Yeah, who, by the way, when they meet him, they're like, hey, we're some misfits. Can we stay with you? He immediately goes, no, but you will help me. <laughs> yeah. No, because you're not toys. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. Because he's not a toy. No. So does he just like misfit toys? Maybe we know why that doll's there now. Oh, jeez. Kind of making sense. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but that lion is a big hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. See, I thought the Island of Misfits toys, I don't know why, was a separate Christmas special from Rudolph. Yeah. Like, at this point, I feel like this could have been written out. 
it, it makes sense for the story, but is it like, I think we could live without it in the Rudolph story. Well, I'll say something when we get to the end. Okay. Because I have, have, a, have a, as I like to say, a fun fact at the end of this. Yeah, because he only allows him to stay one night. And this is where Rudolph leaves. Now, Rudolph thinks he's helping his friends out because he likes him and he thinks he's, because of his nose, he's yeah. going to get them killed. <clears throat> but well, in a storm, and that's the abominable snow monster. But, but you still got to uh, stick with your friends. But yeah, I mean, it's also, if they're, your, if they're your real friends, you know they're going to go out looking for you. Yeah. Maybe that's so, what he's doing. Maybe <clears throat> Rudolph's just some attention hog. <laughs> but this is also during this time where Rudolph's family comes out to look for him too. Yeah, uh, even the, even the does, even though it, this is man's work, it's man's work. Yeah, <laughs> this is an actual line in this movie. In this children's like, oh, she's like, I want to go help you find my son. No, this is man's work. <laughs> no, not even like no, stay here where it's safe. No, yeah, no, this is man's work. Once again, yeah. If you had said that, like it's dangerous out there, it would have made way more sense. Nope. <laughs> Went right to this is man's yeah. work. You stay here in the kitchen and cook and clean. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with you, woman? <laughs> but they're out there also looking for Rudolph. Yes. Uh, I think when I was younger too, I didn't realize the passage of time in this. Oh, but I mean, Rudolph literally, as he's off on his own, grows up. Literally, grows yeah. up. So uh, he's so it has to be at least like what close to a year at least he's gone. That means his family's been out looking for him for over a year. Uh, that means I that let him go for a year. I didn't even realize that either. No, they've been out looking for him for a year because they went after him not too long after he left. Jeez, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And also, his that means his two buddies are doing the same thing out looking for him for all that time. Because it wasn't until he'd already been gone and grown up that he decided he could go back to the North Pole to see his family. And that's when he found out they were gone, remember? Oh, my goodness. This is like huge passage of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, and I'm also going to say this. Another reason why, why this Santa Claus is a giant, just a big bag of dicks. Uh <laughs> When Rudolph shows back up and he discovers that his family's missing, Santa shows up and says, Oh, Rudolph, they're gone. Did yeah. Santa never go looking for them? No, why would he? He's got better things to do. He's going to go sit He on even his... says that he needs Donner back for his sleigh. So even for a selfish reason, he doesn't even go out there to look for him. He's, gonna He's sit... a magical being for the love of everything. He's going to sit on his throne and verbally abuse everybody. Yeah, that's what he would rather do. That's what Santa does. Yeah, that's what this, not my Santa, hashtag. <laughs> this Santa, hashtag big bowl of dicks. <laughs> but this is where they run into the abominable snow uh, monster in the cave, and he's about to eat Clarice. Rudolph like, attempts, but then he gets knocked out. Pretty easily, I have to say. Yeah, and then Yukon, Yukon Cornelius, and Her Hermie. I gotta look at that, like when I say it. Yeah, I, I want to say Herbie too, but that's a love bug. Yeah, <laughs> and this is where I get annoyed because 
Yukon Cornelius has a gun, but yet he never uses the gun. Well, maybe it's not a real gun. You just said man. They just said man's work. I'm pretty sure they're crossing lines. I'm pretty sure you can whip out the six shooter and start. You can't shoot the abominable snowman on a on a Christmas special, though. They would. It's, it makes much more sense to say, "Hey, but let's he make pig noises." But he can eat clarity. He didn't though. He didn't though. It was pretty uh, close. But it makes much more sense to make pig noises. Oink 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 oink. <laughs> So he comes out there, and so you can knock him out and take his teeth out. You know, the one thing yeah. he needs to survive. <laughs> so not only did they not kill him right away, they actually made his death a slow and terrible one. He's on a pure fluid diet now. <laughs> yes. He's going to die of starvation. That's one of so the why not just shoot him? Why not just shoot him? What's worse? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just validated my argument where you're like, you can't kill him on a Christmas special. No, but yeah. you do it slowly, like like a like yeah, a slowly, slowly, like a, way more painful. You could do it and psychologically, and it also psychologically destroys you at the same time. Oh. That's the way you do it. Uh, so, but anyway, they save uh, they save Rudolph and his family. Yeah, only for this is where I thought your Yukon argument was going to be. How dumb is he? To chase the abominable over the cliff and I to fall with him. And but my favorite part of those where all his dogs just go with him. They just jump with yeah. him. <laughs> I think he's just a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, Steph Curry or an ultimate? Uh I don't know his value, so I gotta go with a curry. Uh <laughs> That's but right. they get back. They get back to the yeah. North Pole, <laughs> and they're all getting ready for Christmas. But that's when Santa has to deliver the news. Oh, by the way, he does get fat like overnight. <laughs> Who Santa? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Santa puts on that weight. Oh, it's seemingly overnight. Pretty impressive. So he must slim down throughout the year. Oh, I mean, it's very obvious. I mean, even at the beginning. At the very first, when you meet them in their castle, the snow uh, Sam the snowman says, "Don't worry about Santa; he'll be fattened up in time for Christmas," which just sounds like he's about to be eaten. Yeah, <laughs> but a big I- storm, had, big storm had come in, and Santa was like, "We've got to cancel Christmas. There's no way we can get out in this storm tonight." But they come up with the fact that Rudolph has a nose. That shines very bright. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, lo and behold, when Rudolph is useful to him, Santa loves Rudolph. Yeah, because Santa's a giant jerk throughout this whole entire movie. Yes. And Rudolph just accepts. I would have been like, no, guess what? Yeah. I'm going to start my own. We're going to deliver presents, and Hermes is going to uh, do some dental work on the side. That's going to be the new Christmas tradition. I'm putting you out of business, Santa. What if Hermes is like the beginning of the Tooth Fairy? Oh, or he joins the tooth fairy. Like he becomes in cahoots with the tooth fairy. That's where he, Maybe. that's what he should have done. Maybe yeah. that's why Santa doesn't want him to go. Oh, him and the tooth fairy had a fallen out. Yeah, there we go. And, you oh, know, yeah, he doesn't want to lose another employee. I think Santa just doesn't want to lose an employee. I think I think Santa has a has a fear of being alone. I think Santa's just a giant jerk in this. Oh, he is. Yeah, majorly so. Uh, but yeah. What Santa's actual, if he's being honest, conversation should have been, look, Rudolph, 
I know I've been a, a, a complete a-hole to you. Uh, and it's only in this hour where I need you, where I'm coming to you and saying you're great. But would you please uh, save my skin here and lead my sleigh tonight? I do like how they put in like the lyrics of the songs, but they say them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rudolph with your nose so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Yeah, they don't. That's like- what Senna says verbatim. Yeah. But he goes by the island of misfit toys. All right, here's what I'm going to tell you. The original ending of this of this animated special, the very, very original, they don't do that. They just It just ends with him uh, and, and Santa and all the other reindeer flying off to start delivering toys. They actually don't go to pick up the misfit toys. And when they, and when they first aired it, kids everywhere were really upset because, hey, you introduced this whole island, island of these misfit toys and you're just going to leave them there. So that's why like, yeah. Hey, we got to, we got to change this. We got to maybe uh, fix the ending of this. So uh, fix it in post. And that's why it now ends with them actually landing and picking up the, the misfit toys. Oh yeah. Here it is. The Dolly Sue Dolly for Sue mystery. Uh, Sparks speculation since her debut being similarly normal looking ragdoll, there is no clear reason why Dolly is on the island of Misfit Toys. For some time, it was debated. It had to do with her physical appearance. Particularly, What's wrong with her? He doesn't have a nose. Oh, I thought that was just like a style choice. Other speculations were raised, and many believe Dolly was created because the rest of the type of toys on the island were boys, so they created a girl toy to balance the cast. So in the early 2000s, during an interview with Television Academy, Arthur Rankin Jr. revealed the reason she stands out from the other Misfit toys is because she was a last-minute addition to the cast, and hinted at the possibility of of it being due to psychological reasons. <laughs> That's what I like. I want a doll who's psych- psychologically scarred. Who does it? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. One? On December 8, 2007, during a, trivia, uh, during a trivia game on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the mystery was seemingly put to rest as Rankin himself admitted in a recent interview she was cast off on the by her mis- mistress was clinically depressed that would become her backstory similar to one of the characters in Pixar's Toy Story also she's a depressed doll yeah that's sad like, I just feel bad for her. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you do you know the story of what actually happened to the the actual uh the puppets or the puppets? Yeah. Do you know the story behind that? It's pretty fascinating. So I've I've heard a couple of things. Like I saw like they were talking about that. Yeah, after the this special was aired, um they were seemingly just going to be tossed out as scene, but like one of the people who worked there was like, I'm going to take a couple of these. So like, I think she had the Santa Claus and Rudolph and another one. I can't remember. 
and they were stayed in her attic for a long time only for her kids to play with them every once in a while and grandkids and stuff and they were only recently found some years back up in her attic uh, and they had obviously looked like they've been played with but it was but it was confirmed that those were the original ones from the special that was used things people keep man yeah so i'm gonna ask you this andrew yeah uh let's uh who would you be and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Ooh, not yukon cornelius because i would have popped one right monster's <laughs> head uh geez there's not really any good like I'm glad this is for children because it's very children driven. Like where you do things. I think I'll I'm probably Hermie. Yeah. I'll go Hermie. Yeah, that's a good one. He's because he's a good character right away. Yeah. And I know you and I understand your issue with Yukon, but also I do like that he accepts those two right away. Like he doesn't have any issue yeah. with, with any of those things. As a person, he's a good person, it seems. He's been out there for a while, probably too. Oh, definitely. Just him and those dogs. That's all it's been. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, man, Oof. I guess I would be. This is probably the hardest one we've ever had to do. Yeah, I'll be Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happened to Fireball. I do too. Hashtag where's Fireball. My friend's podcast, there's no, what's it called? There's no fixing the butter. They actually do that. They find figure out side characters and they yeah. write a backstory and then they read them off like in the episode. Oh, I like that. That's a fun idea. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I still wish I would have known what happened to... I was going to say Charlie in the box, but they're just a jack in the box with a different name. I'd probably be yeah. me. Because I'd be like, I don't want to make toys anymore. I think I just want to see what history is and, you know, yeah. see if I come back to the toy game later on. Yeah, you'll you can have that to fall back on if need be. Uh how should we rank this out of what are we ranking this out of? Um Christmas cheer? I don't <laughs> Abominables. <laughs> Abominable Misfit yeah. Toys, Charlie's in the boxes. How about Dolly Sue since she's so depressed? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let's do Dolly Sue's she needs a reason Dolly to cheer Christy. up. Yeah. Uh so I give it a three and a half. I don't think I'm ever going to watch this again unless I have grandchildren. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. This I have a lot of nostalgia for this. Like I said, of, I grew up with it. I watched yeah. it every year. Still do. Uh, I'm now seeing it twice this year because I watched it again for this podcast. And I'd already seen it earlier this month. Um, I have a very soft spot for this special. And on top of that, I love stop animation too. I love that is my favorite. It just feels so lived in and that and literally like you feel like you can touch it. It's about those things. It just yeah. is incredible. Uh this is a four out of five abominable bulls for me. It is one of it's all time classic in my opinion. Uh it's not my favorite uh Christmas special, but I do love it and watch it every year. You know which one I love that has to do with stop motion and claymation is the what is it, Wolfton Vinton's? Claymation Christmas? I don't know what this is. You don't ever seen it? With Walton Vinton? Yeah. So they can make words up. It's got the California raisins in it. 
it's the two dinosaurs <laughs> that are like, here we go, we'll waffle lean. Oh, I know that song. I've heard that song before. Where it's like here they're trying to say here comes here we come a wassailing or whatever. Yeah, but they say but waffling. The one, but the one dinosaur always thinks it's I'll send it. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> okay, please do. Because I'm really upset that you don't know what this is. <laughs> but that's Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Uh make sure you go to our social medias of this nostalgia funhouse. It's really getting crazy over on the Facebook. So join yeah. that. What a growing community. We are so grateful for all of you who are joining that and, and actually uh, responding. And Because right now we're doing our what's going to make into our Hall of Fames. And that's getting some great responses out there. So um, yes. make sure you go in there so you can get your votes in. Uh, very much looking forward to what's going to win there on those. I want to check out this picture real quick. Yeah. That's kind of this like, looks very familiar to me. Okay. I'll have I can't to remember look, if I've actually we, I definitely remember these characters. When we get off air, I'll start looking. Um I'll see if yeah. it's on YouTube and if I can find it. I'll it's gotta it. be, right? I would think so. Yep. But yeah, uh, uh thanks for listening. We appreciate all you. We hope yeah. all you're having a great holiday season. Uh this is our last episode of the year. Yes. And I have thanks to give to a couple of people that I wrote down their names. Uh, that I notice they share every time or they comment or they react and everything else. Um, I'll even go Brian Finch of crafting and drafting Matt Johnson, eat, sleep and list. I know Dan Torres of eat, sleep and list listens as well. Uh, Alex M. Thank you. Eric L. Thank you. Gary T. Thank you. Nick O who always gives us great ideas. Uh, thank you, Mark L. Thank you, and Jorge L. Thank you as well. And if I missed anybody and you watch, I'm sorry, but thank you very much. These are just kind of names I see constantly pop up. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for, you know, liking or sharing, listening, or whatever how you enjoy our content. Thank yeah, you. if we're ever able to afford the ghost of Mr. Chicken, yeah. you will be the reasons why. Thank you. We can really have no patrons, so but you can be the first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris, I'll go to our Patreon, Chrissy, check that out. Chrissy was one of our patrons, but he dropped out. Not a problem. We still love. I him. mean, it's a problem to me. I need that dollar. <laughs> but yeah, go. We do have a Patreon. Go over there, check that out as well. YouTube. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Check this out. We appreciate all of you who listen. It means a lot to Andrew and I. Uh, and this has been fun. Uh, we got a lot of more fun planned for next year. Yep. Very excited for that. So thank you for listening, all of you. Uh, it it really, truly does uh, blow me away that people listen to this show. A lot of people listen to the show. <laughs> yes, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, we're we're approaching a pretty high mark too on Facebook for followers as well. But yep, if you want to vote for the nostalgia, we've already closed out. We did the toys. We did toys and music. music is closed out. We're still uh, well. Well, by the time this episode comes out, movies will be done. 
and I think we still got two more left. It's yeah, two more categories. Yeah, TV shows and video games. Video games will be Friday the 22nd, and that's going to run until Friday the 29th, and then Friday the 29th starts TV shows. Yeah. So early next year, we're going to have a, a very special episode uh, where we induct the winners into the Nostalgia Funhouse Hall of Fame. Yep. And with that being said, what may not be nostalgia for you may be nostalgia for some. And of course, this is man's work. (laughs) 